Welcome to the Brian Health Podcast. I'm Caitlin White, and today we are talking about healthy eating with Chef Nazim Khan, the executive chef at Brian Medical Center. Now, Chef, typically when we think of hospital food, some people might think it's bland or boring, but tell us some of the things you've done at Brian to promote healthy, delicious food in the cafeterias. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, hospital food, people usually think this is a bland and boring food. Little background of me, you know, I came from a hotel background, so it's a Marriott and Hilton. And also, I also worked in a luxury brand like Ritz Carlton, Curio brand for Hilton and New York City. You know, all those fine-tuned food, I exercised pretty much every day when I was in hotels. So when I move into the hospital care, and when you learn from a master to do the right thing, all the master chefs and stuff like that, you cannot just take a shortcut. So when I take this challenge as a, as a hospital food, I said, okay, I cannot compromise with the ingredients. So ingredients got to be hand-picked, good one. And also, I don't like to use too many dry spices. If your products are unique and good quality product, you don't really cover up with the spices. So I you know, cut down all our dry parsley, dry cilantro, dry chive, and all those things. I said, we can get everything fresh. So why we're not chopping a fresh herbs not using the dry herbs. So let's start using the fresh herbs that enhance the flavor and also get our natural oil and flavor from it. So we start working towards that. And then hospital usually do like all frozen product, you know, comes in and you just heat and starve that kind of cafeteria. And for the dietic perspective, you know, thought process that, hey, you know, patients, we have to be very careful. So keep it pretty much clean and blend so that we don't have to worry about it. Uh, but these days, you know, everybody's foodie, right? So we need to make sure that they're enjoying what we are supporting them. We are not using like 40 different type of ingredients, but we are using a four to five different ingredients, but they're all bust with the flavor. So it's like real good, clean, and uh, flavorful food. So that's what I have changed. So all the soup that we do it from scratch now, instead of buying a frozen one, because frozen one has lots of salt additives and all those things. But if you make it from scratch, then you don't have to do it. I had to create a HACCP plan for the health department because I make my own soup and also I bag them, cryovac freeze, so that way they can pull and heat up. So I had to create a HACCP plan for them. So these are the things that sets a different tone than any other hospital, or you can have a gourmet meal if your chef choose to. And everybody likes to see chef in actions, doing a lot of new food, new ideas, new thought process. And cooking from scratch is the key, and using the fresh ingredients is the key. That will make the difference than anybody else. Now, you rolled out plant-based food stations in the Bryan Health cafeterias. How did you get people to try that? I mean, what were some of the reactions? You know, I came from, actually, I born and raised in Bangladesh. It's a poor country, but it's still I was in a city boy. I was, I was in a capital city in Dhaka. But one of my teachers in his school always used to say that, hey, uh, lentil is the goat meat for the poor people. So in the beginning, I did not really uh, pay attention because goat meat is very expensive, more than a beef in Bangladesh or India and other places. I said, why he's saying lentil is more, I mean, that's a poor man, a goat meat. It's a, it's a lentil. But then throughout, when I grow up, then I realize that it's a great protein source. And that's why my teacher was saying, okay, that's the goat meat for poor people. 
And then throughout my work uh, culture, you know, even I work in high-end hotels and stuff in New York City, other places. Anytime somebody comes for a vegetarian meal or anybody is vegetarian, they just throw a pasta and tomato sauce. Pasta and tomato sauce don't have enough protein. So why we are just giving just a tomato sauce and a pasta? Even it's a high-end restaurant, even in high-end uh, hotels. Then I realized that, okay, we, we have lots of different type of veggie option, lentil option, legume options. You know, why we're not uh, putting a good flavor profile twist to it and serve to our customer? And then, you know, I'm like really into plant-based. Okay, let's do this. Let's use lentil, all kinds of lentil. You, you make it a burger patty out of it. All lentil, you make it uh, like we do called veggie kofta, lentil kofta. And lentil kofta is, is an Indian style. We make tikka masala sauce, beautiful uh, basmati rice, and with the kofta, uh, they love it. So instead of like beef or chicken or other protein, we use completely uh, bean and lentil and potato, we just bind it. So when we rolled our plant-based stations in a cafeteria, so first of all, we, we live in Lincoln, Nebraska, it's a meat and potato country, right? Everybody, uh, even uh, you know, my director says, chef, you know, you think they're going to eat, they're going to like this? I said, wait, let's see. You know, uh, first, we need to try, and then if they don't like it, we can always change. And he was a big fan of that. And then I said, okay, let's do it. So when I start five days with the five plant-based option meal, and I was standing and I was explaining the food, and I said, try it first. Then if you don't like it, then, you know, you don't have to eat it. I will buy you another lunch. So then people start loving it. Because it's chef, so flavorful and, and so filler. Why would, like, falafel with the tzatziki sauce and pita bread and nice cucumber and tomato salad? It's a huge meal with chickpea just grounded up and, and just deep fried, right? That's a falafel. So they love those things. Then I do, like, taco tostadas. Taco tostadas is a, just a tostada shell, and then with our plant-based protein, we make it with the uh, Mexican spices, and then guacamole, sour cream, corn, and uh, bean salsa goes on top of that beautiful tostadas. So they love that one, too. So we, have, we always have a huge line for that. When I rolled it in the beginning couple of days, you know, they just need to get into it, and now everybody loves it. And my plant base is very successful. Also, I was... Uh, got recognized from Food Service Director Magazine, Food uh, Management Magazine, and also I, I got recognized for my plant-based service in, internationally from World Chef Associations in Paris. Their um, uh, November edition, they also write, what a great job I'm doing with the plant-based, you know, serving in a hospital. Part of your mission is really promoting shopping and buying local. Tell us a bit about not only the health, but the community benefits from eating locally grown produce. Yeah. First of all, we need to see where the food coming from, right? Working with Chef George McNeil, certified master chef in New York City, also chef, certified master chef, Chef Jack. You know, I always seen them, you know, they're very particular about their product line. You know, if microgreens got to be exactly like that. If I ask you to get the fish, it's got to look like that. And when you work with those talented chefs and learn from it and work with them side by side, you always try to pick the best. In the beginning, I already talked about it. So, and locally uh, grown, like uh, food to tables, you know, tables, farms to table is a huge thing for Hilton and Marriott. And farms to table, you know, we already was using 50-mile radius, you know, whoever has the farm, we're using all the fresh ingredients. So I got used to locally resourced food. So when I came to Brian Health, you know, we are all commercially bought product 
through Cisco or US Food. Uh, but then I said, we have a farmers. You know, of course, winter time we are not doing anything, but in the summertime, we, they have plenty of product that we can buy locally. And our cheese is great, local cheese. And also I visited several farms. Then I become a Nebraska Food Council member and connected with all the farmers. And then is get to see those products grown and so refreshing and packed with the macronutrients that you're getting from um, locally resourced food. But anything that you're buying like from different places, but that has a preservative, the, the way they keep it, it's not like fresh and crisp the way you want it, but locally food will do that. And at the same time, it's supporting your local farmers, so that means it, it helps you, your local community economics is going to grow up better too. So you're supporting each other and, and grow from there. And also I do a farmer's market demo too, so that way I can pick a farmer, say that, hey, you can buy this zucchini, you know, you just don't have only one way to eat zucchini. You got thousands ways to eat zucchini. So you can transform them this way and that way. So it, that way people get educated too, and then you build a great community. You know, all those things happen, you know, when you buy local, when you support local, and you get your local food. And at the same time, it's a great tasty, and you know how they are growing. Absolutely. Well, I'm a farmer's market girl myself, so I yeah. agree with you on that one. You know, for the rest of us non-chefs, though, cooking can be really intimidating and time-consuming. What are some tips you have to make meal prep easier and more enjoyable? Okay. I always tell even my cook or any friends, family, I always tell people, you know, as a chef, you know, we don't build rocket. You know, we cannot actually build a rocket. So we just cook food. Key ingredients to become a good cook or good chef, you need to have a good planning and organizational skill. So in French word, they call it mise en place. Mise en place means everything in place. So what does that tell you? If you're making a chicken noodle soup, you're going to need chicken, you're going to need noodle, you're going to need celery, carrots, onion, a little garlic, fresh uh, parsley, all those things and water, everything's got to be in front of you organized before you start your chicken noodle soup. So if you start and things are not in front of you organizedly, then you're just going to run around like chicken with the head cut off and then looking for stuff, and then you cannot find it, get frustrated, and then you're not going to really enjoy the meal. So first, you plan the menu, and then, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need, and this is what is going to happen. Same thing like, you know, planning in your, uh, like, daily meal, weekly meal plan, and all those things. If you organize well, and then if you create a shopping list, and then if you go to a grocery, so you buy that exactly what you plan on the menu, right? If you don't plan, then you go, oh, I like this tomato, let me buy that. I like this zucchini, let me buy that. Then you, your freeze is full. But then you don't know what you're making with that. Then it's sitting and going bad and you're throwing it into the trash. So that is the no-no. So you need to organize your planning menu. And then you need to organize your shopping list, shopping cart, get it, organize, cook it. And then when is your cooler empty, then you go back to do these things again. And a couple of cooking tips that, you know, food safety is very first we need to remember. That means hot food we have to eat hot or cook hot, keep it hot, or cold food, we have to keep it cold below 40 degree temperature. 
hot food 135 degree Fahrenheit temperature. Chicken 165 about Fahrenheit, so it's safe to eat. So those the key ingredients you need to know. And a couple of things I like, anything that you cook or finish your meal or, uh, with Montier, some good, good local butter, you know, that will help, you know, nice flavor. I like lemon zest a lot. So, you know, you always can zest a lemon and finish up your salad or salad dressing or even in a sauce. And then clean, organized kitchen that I always tell people, and that will make your life easier and enjoyable. And another thing I always tell people, like, have your kids, have your spouse or, you know, significant other, cook it together, you know, have fun, and then interact and that, and you know, kids don't like to eat veggies. But if you bring them in in your cooking, like making a nice pizza, have them to add their own choice of veggies. Have them to create a beautiful pizza design on top of on top of that with their veggies. So these are the things: is family cooking together is always enjoyable. You know, always you like it. And then if something goes wrong, then you learn from it, and then you fix it again in the right way. Well, it's always great to get some meal tips. I'll definitely be trying some of these out at home. And that wraps up this episode of the Brian Health Podcast. Head on over to our website at brianhealth.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all of the other Brian Health Podcasts. I'm Caitlin White. Stay well.